0: Oh ah holiday get-together so many things to look forward to
1: pass the squash i'm trying to eat more vegetables no actually squash is a fruit it's a vegetable like green beans well beans are a legume what are you the vegetable police look
0: i'm just saying that just because.
1: You... but to those who can always find the silver lining give the gift of joy holiday scratchers from dc lottery like peppermint payout merry money multiplier and festive 500s with over 1 million dollars in total cash prizes just try to be accurate around here please play responsibly Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Donatorium. It's a new year, and we're ready to tackle it. It's another episode of the Fat Minute. I am your host, Don John, and I am here with my co-host, BBJ. You know, I'm something of a gilder myself. All right, and just like that, you got fired. Good. (laughs) You're fired. The show is now owned by Disney, which is now owned by Carl's Jr., Fuck you, I'm eating So tonight we're just kind of We're just riffing tonight You know, we're just the two of us We're just kind of goofing off and conversing I turn that shit off right now
0: Yeah, well I haven't turned my MacBook on in like four weeks So now I'm getting all the (laughs) messages
1: But we're just kind of riffing tonight Looking back on the year that we just left And kind of talking about the year ahead so, you know, I guess we just kind of start with, you know, what have you been up to since our last show? It's been it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on here. We took a little break just to kind of reset the batteries a little bit, recharge and jump into the year fresh.
0: Um I I mean, honestly, just uh just work, which I will never disclose on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm a lady of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I have an OnlyFans.
1: Um, but, me too, uh, but it's it's an Only Fan. It's not doing too good.
0: Oh, I was thinking of joining Parlor and uh, <laughs> you know, or as they call it, Only Clans. Oh shit! Or OK, stupid. <laughs> um, like, I like that one. But, yeah, other than, you know, uh, work, my daughter, my wife, and just trying to keep in touch with, you know, everybody else, um, not really. Um, and, then like, you know, I, I've watched a few things here and there, but I figured I'd save that for later unless you specifically want to do it right now. But I'll, I'll go ahead and bounce it back to you.
1: All right, yeah, I mean, I've been pretty much doing the same thing, working, uh, just trying to live like I've usually been living. Um, you know, it's it was an interesting year, 2020. I mean, the obvious, the elephant in the room is COVID, of course. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about that just because everything that could be said about COVID has already been said a million times by a million different people. Um, but I mean, like, you know, on a personal level, me personally, you know, I'm very thankful that COVID hasn't really directly affected me. You know, I didn't get it. Um, nobody I know got it um well well yeah one person i know got it but he recovered thankfully yeah Um, yeah you know nobody i know has you know died from it um and i mean you know my my job which i will also never disclose on here um but my my job you know did a very good job of taking care of me which i am also very thankful for i mean in all honesty and I, I I almost hate to say it because it feels like I'm bragging and I feel like <laughs> you know it just feels tasteless. But I'm honestly you know because of how my job has taken care of me and my coworkers and stuff like that. I'm honestly kind of coming out of the pandemic better than what in, in a better shape than when I left than when I entered it. Um, which again I'm very thankful and grateful for. Um, but I you know I see how it has affected so many other people and so many. Disastrous ways and it's it's it was just awful to watch unfold for the entire year
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was awful to watch the world come to a complete halt and then slowly tear tear itself apart
0: I mean yeah I, it's like what you said you know a lot of stuff that can be said has already been said um by so many other people and maybe much better, but I mean in the end it's just wear the fucking mask
1: yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a shame that, like, you know, my, my sympathies in that, re- in that respect only extend so far. Like, you know, I feel for pe- – I don't want anybody to die or get sick or lose their home or their job or just be neg- negatively impacted in any way. But, you know, when you got people like Herman Cain going on Twitter, holding rallies, telling everybody that the masks don't work or they even, you know, make things worse and – Shit like that. And then he dies from COVID. I'm not shedding any tears. I'm sorry. I mean, I
0: feel bad for, I can specifically say, I feel bad for what, you know, grandkids he has. Oh, I never yeah. how old he was, but it's like, you know, the kids, the relatives, the family members that aren't old enough to really be aware of what's going on in the dynamics and politics of everything, like, you know... His kids, his you know, or even his, you know, um, his relatives that are, you know, older and closer to his age, like, they should know damn well what's going on. And that, you know, yeah. it's, that unfolded in a very idiotic way, frankly. Yeah. But, you know, nonetheless, I feel bad for, you know, if he did have any grandkids that, you know, are just children who, you know, it wasn't about, oh, you know, a... Uh, you know i had a conservative grandfather who you know tried to champion right wing policies or whatever like they were just kids who lost their grandfather so right. i i have sympathy for them especially
1: right and i mean it's like i said my sympathies extend so far like you know his family members whether they be young or old or whatever like you know i'm sorry that you lost you know someone that i'm absolutely sure that you loved You know, I'm sorry that you lost a loved one. But, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. He acted like an idiot and he paid the price. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a shame that so many people who who do act like that, you know, just how they, you know, not only hurt themselves but their family members and, you know, complete strangers. You know, you you see people not wearing the masks thinking they're, you know, championing this – you know, super, uh, the super patriotic agenda and they're total badasses for doing it. And it's like, no, you're putting everyone in fucking danger.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, let's even just go over the last 12 years. We don't have to go back to the, well, I mean, it's just the 90s, the 80s, you know, it's just like, of all the hills to die on, quite literally, like, mm-hmm. pun intended, I guess, not a funny one, but still pun intended, like, mm-hmm. you know, all these patriots, you know, and and these tough guys, you know, as Joe Biden says, the tough guys or whatever, like, right. all the hills for them to die on, like, this is so weird to me. Yeah. Um, It wasn't, you know, I, I was, I didn't agree with it, but I was always able to follow, like, what they were trying to say about, like, you know, you can't apologize to everybody or you can't tiptoe or, you know, you, you should just, if you want to tell a joke, just tell the joke and, mm-hmm. you know, just not being overly apologetic or, and then especially with, um, you know, they would especially try to champion, you know, no socialism or, you know, uh, America's better than every other country. But, like, you know, all those macho man, he-man, dude bro, you know, Fights of theirs of all those like this is the one they're dying on and I just I can't get over that it's so weird to me the whole you can't tell me to wear a mask you know uh I you can't live in fear you know don't let don't let it run your life even mm-hmm. though it's like, well I I don't want it to end my life um, yeah I, I can't get over that it's just once again like I, I I'm sorry to you know keep uh being the record breaking but um of of all of all swords for them to die on it's that.
1: Yeah, it's it's absolutely mind-boggling and it's like they the fact that they just they don't understand and or they just blatantly refuse to understand it's like by doing this you aren't just affecting you and only you you are affecting everybody you come within close proximity to.
0: Yeah. I mean it I just I don't know, if there was some kind of equation or calculation in this where, you know, only they got hurt, it's like, well, whatever, like, yeah. let them let them play the game all they want. Um, but it's that, you know, they'll affect somebody else, who it'll affect somebody else, who it'll affect somebody else, it's just, I don't know, it's it's almost murderous, really. Yeah. Um, so, but...
1: I mean, you know, ultimately, what do you expect of when we we had the president that we had, you know, who spent the first several weeks saying that it was a hoax designed to make him look bad? Um, and then, I mean, how long was it before he finally said masks help, and yet he never wore one? Um, yeah. I mean, I think I saw him wear one once. Apparently, yeah. And it's just like... I mean, when you have that kind of leadership, made fun of his political
0: opponent for wearing a mask and being like, he's good. He wears the biggest mask. And it's like what Dave Chappelle said, Joe Biden's mask wasn't bigger than anybody else's. I don't know what that was about.
1: Yeah. And it's like the people who criticize the masks and everything else. It's like, you know what? I've been wearing a mask every time I fucking go out during this entire thing. We're almost a year into this. I haven't gotten COVID. <laughs> like, so apparently I'm doing something Right. You haven't gotten COVID. Apparently you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so ridiculous how these people just, they, they, I don't even know how to word it. Like they just make these, they do these mental gymnastics to come up with these reasons why they aren't doing it.
0: And it's also like, and, and Trevor, you know, um, has brought up this um, rebuttal to other stuff. And it's like, um, it's the whole, you you gotta pick one. You can't have both. You gotta, you gotta settle on one. You gotta pick a flavor and chew. Um, they spent years insisting that, you know, how, you know, China's gonna get back at us one day, and, Mm -hmm. and, and they, and, which, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with, with anything I'm repeating of them, Mm -hmm. um, or theirs, but, um, one of the worst things I've, Ever heard them bring up was you know when the caravans or the um, well I I guess like the the fear of a caravan uh, and but the the refugees trying to come to the border and um, they tried to suggest that immigrants bring uh, diseases and they bring you know rare um, insects with them that carry uh, rare diseases and sicknesses. It's just like basically just the textbook definition of racism. Mm-hmm. But then they're trying to be like, well, this is all made up. But then they keep going back and forth. They keep being like, you know, like, well, you know, there you go. Like, China finally created something to try to bring us to our knees. And then they try to be like, it's fake and it's not as big a deal. And it's like, well, which one is it? Like, yeah. is, it, is it, you know, their, their iron fist, their hand of fate that finally smashes us? or is it just this fucking like smoke and mirror nonsense like you have to pick one you can't keep saying that they finally have unleashed you know a uh, a revenge on us an ultimate weapon that they've been working on forever but then be like well it, it's not real anyway it's like which one is it
1: yeah and then those same people you know how come we didn't go on lockdown for ebola or sars or whatever and it's just like they weren't the same fucking thing like i don't know how simpler i can put it I mean – and that's just something that,
0: like, should go without saying because you shouldn't have to describe – you shouldn't have to explain that different diseases are different in many ways because that that in and of itself is the entire point of there being different diseases and viruses and illnesses. Mm -hmm. Like, if they all acted the same, then they would just be the same thing. Right. Yeah.
1: But, uh, the move on from COVID, I mean, that's, like I said, that's, that's a horse that's been beat to death by everybody at this point. Um, you know, just kind of continuing to reflect on the year of 2020, um, again, kind of bringing it back to a personal note. I mean, it was, it was an interesting year. You know, like I said, my, my job definitely, uh, took care of me in that regard. But, you know, in terms of what went on in my personal life, it was, it was a bit of a roller coaster 2020, especially at the end, um. I mean, I started off the year entering a new relationship, you know, my first one since my previous relationship that had lasted for six years, you know. Before that, I was in a relationship for nearly six years, and then, you know, I was single for about a year and a half, Start off 2020 entering a new relationship, like literally at the very beginning of the new year, um, and I mean, it was a roller coaster the entire way, and it was like, it was so slowly... And I mean, you were there for the entire time. Um, it was yeah. just so. It was so such a slow and arduous mental and emotional drain um, that by the end, I just couldn't do it anymore. And I'm not going to get too much into detail. Um, you know, I'm just going to say, long story short, something that was a, a very large obstacle in the relationship. That I've never dealt with before in any relationship like I just you know I, I I spent so long even bringing it up as a problem because I had never dealt with it and I didn't even know how to address it and I just felt so awkward addressing it and it's also just a conversation you never want to have with anybody telling somebody you know that they have something that they need to address and take care of Um, but then you know finally addressing it and it not getting better despite mm-hmm. being what i was being told it mm-hmm. was just it was exhausting and it was it was kind of heartbreaking in a way because you know in the relationship when we worked we worked well but when we didn't we really fucking didn't um and i mean it's it, a thing i learned from this relationship cuz before i started this relationship you know when i had ended the previous one before this one i had told myself you know because my relationship that you know I had before this one, the one that lasted for six years, had told me, you know, taught me, I should say, you know, there I should you need to set standards for yourself and hold yourself hold yourself accountable in relationships. Um, but this relationship taught me that it's one thing to set standards for yourself, but it's another thing to actually abide by them. Um. You know, you could sit there and say, I'm only going to do this and settle for this. But when the time comes, it's it's a lot harder than what you would think. Um, I mean, near the end of my of this, you know, recent relationship, when the problem kept persisting and I kept telling myself, you know, if it happens again, I'm done. I can't keep doing this. And then, you know, I ended up telling myself that, like, three times before I finally ended it because it would happen again. And I would come up with, like – I would do my own kind of mental gymnastics where I'd be able come up with reasons why, like, well, this time wasn't the same as the last time. So I'll let it slide this time. Yeah. Until finally I was just like, yeah, it it's not going to get better. Um, you know, I wouldn't call it toxic, but it was on that road. And, you know, I'm like, I need to end it now before it just – sinks in before the claws sink in any deeper. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say your story, your, your own personal, um, specific story. I mean, just now that was for you to bring up and only you to bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, as far as you in particular, I don't want to pry or fish or dig. Um, cause that's just not my place. um, I ultimately, you know, supported your decision completely. I mean, I was, and it's not like, um, and I mean, I think you can vouch for me, you know, in front of anyone who will be listening to this, that I, I try to make a point to be honest with you mm-hmm. and and not so much devil's advocate because that that kind of has like a, I guess that kind of has like a negative um Uh, reaction from some people Um, Mm -hmm. but you know I try to make a point of telling you how I see it from multiple points of view instead of just telling you what you want to hear but I mean yeah from start to finish like I understood why you were upset and when you said that you finally did what you did and you were ready to move on and let it go and get over it and whatever synonym there is for that phrase, like, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Um, but, I mean, talking, speaking on this subject in a general sense, you said that, you know, when it worked, it really worked, and when it didn't, it just really did not. Um, I feel like many people have that, have that you know, relationship. We all go through that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying, you know, like, your story isn't special or unique, or you know, it doesn't deserve being heard. It absolutely does, but I'm saying you know, in a supportive way, a lot of people, you know, they they have that, they have that story, they they witness that, uh, or go through that, or experience that story, um, and the whole thing of like when it's great, it's great, and when it's bad, it is bad. That just what makes it all the more difficult. That's what makes it you know heartbreaking, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that, I guess, in the end, that proved that it was worth, I don't want to say experimenting with, but experiencing.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, You know, it was what the old saying is, better to have, you know, loved than to have never loved at all, you know, loved and lost or whatever. But, Yeah. um, yeah, I mean, everybody has that one relationship that, you know, really, just sticks with them for, in many ways, the rest of their lives. But at the very least, the next several years, um, you know, a decent amount of time, and that echoes into how they better themselves, how they change themselves. Maybe not even in a, you know, positive or negative way, but just in a neutral way, an alternative way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it sucks. Um, but it is very important to go through and, you know, we still know a few people that have not experienced anything like it at all. And, you know, maybe they're thinking like, and nobody that's been on this podcast, I'll say that. I don't want any of our other friends to listen be like, oh, motherfuckers, they asked me to come <laughs> back next week and now they're talking to me like this. Nobody that's been on this podcast, but, you know, I guess they think that they're like, I don't know, they're not cheating the system, but skipping the system, you know? They're like kind of like winning the game by not, you know, falling for the trap. But no, it, it it is a very important thing for everybody to go through. It's just you have to live. You have to experience life, both yeah. good and bad, up and down, left and right, you know, sideways, inside out, <laughs> upside down, whatever. But yeah, so, so yeah, I'll, I'll stop myself there.
1: Yeah, and then kind of, like, coming off of that, you know, the, the, the whole what happened with me and my relationship this past these past 12 months, um, you know, it kind of it, – it reminds me of a conversation you and I have had about how, like, certain people are just expected to be perfect and okay and put up with everything and be, like, the guardians and caretakers of everybody else, like, 100% of the time, all the time. Yeah. Like, certain people are expected to just never – be upset about anything. And yeah. like, I I was getting that so bad in this relationship. Like every time I got upset over, you know, the thing that would happen, I was made to feel like a bad person for being upset about it. Yeah. Um, Even by my ex's own mother who legit tried to tell me like, you need to be patient about this. It's like, what do you think I've been doing these past 12 fucking months? Yeah. Um, And it's like, I, I hate the whole thing of like, you know, you kind of see how I don't know. You may have seen it where it's like somebody who has any sort of problem. And I'm not putting down anybody who has any sort of problem in any regard. Like if you have problems, you have problems. We all have problems. It's the matter. The, the question is whether or not you actively do anything about them.
0: Well, like what, like what I was just saying, it is important to go through problems,
1: you know? Right. It's important to address and address problems in a healthy manner. Um, and when you don't do that things fall apart but you know you may have seen the thing where it's like you know so and so like left me they said they couldn't handle my problems and blah 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 and it's like uh, it, it, like apparently the person who couldn't handle your problems is the weak one for not being able to handle your problems and it's just like i shouldn't have to handle your problems like and that may sound selfish but it's like the the way i see it is You know, uh, my, my good friend, you know, who's also been on this podcast, Tate Griffin, he put it, he put it so well for me, you know, he put it in such great words, you know, I cannot give a shit more than you. I can give a shit as I can care about your problems as much as you, but I can't care about them more than you because every amount that I care more than you is slack that I am picking up on your behalf that isn't doing you any good ultimately.
0: Well, and it was also, you know, how you were, how it was said to you. You need to be patient, and you know that that like that was what I was talking about with how, you know, too many people are expected to be the perfect caretakers, the mm-hmm. perfect guardians, and it's like, all right, well, I'm given all this patience, but where's the patience for me? Yeah, and and it's like you know, and it is. It is a compliment. It is an honor to be looked at as someone that somebody can count on. Right. Um, a lot of the time. But the whole, you know, I can count on you all the time, that is a that is a heavy burden. And, you know, we all deserve to be happy and we all deserve to just get upset from time to time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like how many bad days are you allowed to have for me to have one bad day? Like, when... Why can't I have a bad day once in a while? Yeah. Um,
1: Like, it's it's great if you see me as someone that you can lean on, but am I able to lean on you in return? Like, there's got to be some give and take here. Yeah. Yeah. And in my situation, there was not. Yeah. But to move on, I guess, to a more positive subject, you know, talk about, you know, how was your Christmas?
0: Um, you know, it, I'll say it was as good as it could have been Mm -hmm. in 2020, you know, during a pandemic in the time of COVID and, and quarantines and whatnot. I mean, I, my family did not have a big gathering. Mm -hmm. We played it smart, um, like many other people should have, um, and hopefully, many people did. Um, but I guess we'll we'll see the numbers in another week and a half or so. But I mean, so yeah, I mean, it, it was it was hard not seeing. Um, you know, my dad. He was a he was an only child, so my mom was one of seven siblings,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, so Christmas was really my mom's family, um, and uh, it's just it. it, it It sucked. I mean, there's no other way to say it. It sucked um, not being able to see everybody, not being able to be in the same house at the same time and (sighs) making the rounds and, you know, and especially this year of all years, you know, showing my daughter to them Mm -hmm. where my daughter's able to walk around and react to stuff and point at stuff and Mm -hmm. say a few words. Um, That sucked, but but for what it was, I mean, you know, you can't keep looking at the you know the glass half empty i guess not to you know there's a lot of clichés in this episode but <laughs> i mean they're, they're clichés for a reason they they work when they work but um you know it it was nice for for what it was for what we did um you know uh my daughter has a huge fascination with christmas trees <laughs> um so we had like three in our house. Jeez. Now, granted, they were different sizes, but you know, there there was one big one. So I, you know, I don't want anybody to think like, "Wow, what are you doing, Blake?" Like, no, <laughs> I'm, not making, I'm not making that f you. Like, uh, you big have thing. a problem, yeah. Um, so we got like a little one for her room, and then we had like a another little one. But um, so uh, and yeah, and uh, my wife, she uh her gift to me was a uh, a projector screen and projector so yeah it's uh it's pretty big it yeah. goes from uh what just a just a couple feet off the floor to basically the ceiling and um it's pretty wide and the and the projector's pretty nice um we haven't gotten speakers for it yet cuz the speaker on it is mm-hmm you know, that comes out of it is, it's good enough, you know. Yeah. I, I don't really have any complaints, but we were thinking of, you know, investigating or researching, like, having one speaker on her side of the bed, one speaker on my side of the bed, mm-hmm. and um, we got a um, a tripod for it, but it's like a, like a, what's the word? It's like a little, like a little platform for it. Like, when I first looked at it, it looked like one of those uh, things that an orchestra puts their, uh, their you know, sheets on Mm -hmm. but um it's for that so you can tilt it or have it just right because we were trying to put it in front of like the the cedar chest in front of the bed which just wasn't working um but yeah no it's 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 a really nice setup so um what what about you donnie what about your christmas
1: well first i i still think we need to get that projector of yours hook up a ps2 and play some star wars battlefront 2 um that'd be pretty good i think that would be a fantastic time um, I would love to absolutely roast your ass at Galactic Conquest once again.
0: I think, I think um, if anything, uh, my projector's destiny is to um, show everyone in our group of friends, Manos, the hands of fate.
1: Abso-fucking-lutely. I would straight up buy all the pizza for us if we did that.
0: <laughs> my wife, after the first five minutes of the movie, will never want to watch anything with me ever again, so...
1: Oh, you showed her Manos? No, but I just know she'll
0: hate it. Oh.
1: Well, you should show it to
0: her anyway. No. She's, <laughs> she's, she's not one of those, oh, it's so bad, it's good. She'll just be like, oh, wow, you're watching something that's bad.
1: I mean, I don't think it's so bad that it's good. I think it's a steeping pile of dog shit, but... It's still fun to watch with your buddies.
0: I will say, it is... Yeah, it's not like the room. Like it, it goes, it goes um, past uh, so bad it's good, and it just comes back to being bad again. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: uh, but as for my Christmas, I didn't have a single Christmas tree. <laughs> um, I did not decorate at all. I'm just, it's just not something that's a big concern of mine. Decorating for the holidays and all that. Um, I had a Christmas tree, but I gave it to my ex for her and her roommate to put up in their house. They also had three Christmas trees for some fucking reason. Um, And unfortunately, we broke up and I didn't get the tree back. And I'm not that concerned about it. I'll just buy another one if I really want one. Um, But yeah, I didn't decorate. I didn't see anybody. I mean, I essentially have no family. Um, Throwing some beans out there. I essentially have no family. And I mean... Pretty much all my friends were doing what you were doing, just staying away from other people. Um, so I didn't see anybody, um, but I did really appreciate the uh, 4K Blu-ray of the final cut of Apocalypse Now that you sent me, which I've watched the theatrical and the Redux versions. I plan on finally watching final cut, some, hopefully tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I do appreciate that. I'm a big Francis Ford Coppola fan, and I've never seen Apocalypse Now, so it was nice to finally watch that movie.
0: Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to... Um, yeah, I... I you, it's funny. You basically did what I did in 2007 mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Blade Runner, the final cut. I watched the theatrical, the international, the director's cut, and then finally the final cut. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know why I did that but um, <laughs> especially with the first two cuts because the first two cuts have this infamous Harrison Ford narration and it is horrible. Harrison <laughs> Ford has never given a shit about anything in his life and that narration was yet another thing he didn't give a shit about. Uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah no you basically did that um, I'm not going to do that with Apocalypse now. So uh, when it when it comes time for me to experience it at all, just once, um, I'm just going to skip to the final cut.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, so far, like I said, I've watched theatrical and I've watched the Redux version. Um, it's in regards to which one of those two is better, it's a toss up. I mean, because Redux is like. 45 fucking minutes longer. It's almost three and a half fucking hours. It's a long fucking movie. Yeah. Um. But you don't really feel the added length because it just flows so much better and it has more room to breathe. But there is one glaring segment in the redux cut that it, it like makes you feel that extra 45 minutes all at once. Um, yeah. And it, it, it's just really not needed. But I'm looking forward to watching the final cut version.
0: That was that was basically my point with uh, Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition. Like it's a half hour longer, but it's it flows much better and it has just superior pacing to where like even if you feel the added length you don't mind it as much. Um I mean obviously Batman versus Superman will be a whole other episode in and of itself, so um Honestly, if you if you already didn't like that movie, you're not going to like The Ultimate Edition. But if you were open to it, like The Ultimate Edition is better.
1: Yeah, and uh, also in the chat right now, my, my boss is actually in the chat right now. Um, she mentioned that she brought me truffles for Christmas and got to harass my dog. Um, and you know what? Those truffles, Erica, were fucking amazing. I ate all six of them about five minutes after you left. Because, um, because i'm a fat ass it's,
0: it's actually hilarious how life um i guess echoes and rhymes with itself because um if, it, if it's your boss that i'm thinking of um and and you brought that up right after i brought up batman versus superman the first time i saw that movie her husband was in the row right in front of me oh, yeah. um yeah and it was a private showing it was only like the theater employees and and he and his brother were included in, like, the friends of um, the other manager at the time that was hosting it. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of funny. So, you know. Oh, neat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as John Oliver would say, cool. <laughs> so
1: you got any, uh, you know, what, what any, anything else you've been up to lately? Like any, anything you've been, like, watching, movies, TV, anything well, like that? Well,
0: so I wanted to... Watch something on the projector that yeah you know, I wanted to watch a movie obviously um, mm-hmm. tonight we watched an ep- the first episode of The Righteous Gemstones, which was a um, I don't know if you remember the the trailer for it, but it was a um, a comedy on HBO not last year but I guess to the twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. um, and it was where John Goodman is basically like he's basically like the the Joel Austin of his universe like he is like a televangelist. And you know he has a mega church, and his, his two sons are Danny McBride and Adam Devine, mm-hmm. and they're just you know you know very tight ass you know <laughs> uh, money grabbing hypocritical you know phony religious people um, that preach on TV and. Um, I thought it was just going to be funny all the way through, but like the the ending scene is like it, it is very much a when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're definitely going to be watching more of that. I hope. I mean, I want to at least. I think my wife laughed. Um, I don't. Yeah, uh, she laughed quite a few times at it, um, and it's just all the all the jokes in it, all the little stuff you got to pick up. You know, like on their on their fence in a big sign to their compound. Um, That has like five houses in it. It says, you know, blessed are the poor for they shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. Please no trespass. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's so good. I, I gotta... That sounds like some shit from uh, Black Jesus. Remember that yeah. show?
0: Um, I will never forget it because, and I finally watched the first few episodes. It, it, it was okay for what it was. For me, when I was watching the trailer, I was crying laughing at just the fact that it was a real show that was going to exist. like What, Black laughing, Jesus? Yeah, I was just laughing at the existence of that show. Yeah. Um, It's just like, and I was saying that to all your friends. I believe I said it to, like, Devin and Robert and Michael. And I was just like, you know, for me, like, you, you just, when you watch that trailer, you're like, this is going to be a real show. Like, what is going on? <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, I mean, I, I got to show it to my mom because my mom will – I mean, she rips those kind of people in real life. Um, so she'll she'll love that. Uh, the Righteous Gem says, I don't know if my mom would be, <laughs> about, I don't know mom would be black Jesus. Um, not that
1: she would be against the idea, and she does believe Jesus was black, um, but, uh, you know... Um, he sure as shit didn't look like Kenny G.
0: Yeah, she, she, she is aware that he did have darker skin, but... Um, I, I don't know if the humor itself would be her flavor, but the gemstones, yeah, that, like, she would think that's hilarious. Um, but then, so yeah, back to, I wanted to watch a movie on the projector, and last night I was like, okay, well, you know, I have my list of favorite movies, my wife has her list of favorite movies, and I'm like, no, I, I want to watch something I haven't seen before. And she did see this movie before, um, several months ago on HBO, but um, we watched the movie Ready or Not. Um, which is kind of like an interesting take, even a twisted take, really, on the home invasion subgenre. Mm-hmm. And it is about a, uh, a bride who, on her wedding night, she finds out that she got married into a family that has a tradition. And, and there's there's more lore to, to do it all than just this but I don't want to spoil it for anyone else listening in. But, you know, nothing more than what was in the trailer. She finds out that the her in-laws have this tradition where they have to play a game um, the midnight of, you know, a wedding day in their family. Mm-hmm. And um, when you pull the card that's, you know, hide-and-seek, they actually have to kill you. Um, and for reasons more elaborated upon in the story, they basically have to sacrifice you because that is the tradition in their family um and it is um it's a wild movie, <laughs> and it's just like, I will say like when it ended when it was over, I was like, well, I guess that was one way they could have closed the curtain <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um the main actress in its Samara weaving um. She was also in Netflix's The Babysitter, and uh, she was, I guess she was uh, one of the daughters in the new Bill and Ted movie. Um, she's she's really good. I like her a lot. She basically looks like if um, Margot Robbie had a sister, huh. and yeah, it's kind of like Margot Robbie and Samara Weaving and Jamie Presley. Like They all look like their long-lost sisters, <laughs> um, but no, I, I like her a lot, and it was... It was definitely an interesting movie, um, but it is, um, it's dark, it's its a little dark, and you know? I feel like ten years ago I wouldn't have been into it at all, but I was like, ah, whatever, it's, you know, movie's a movie, so, yeah. but yeah, um, and then as far as anything else, no, no, I haven't really been watching much of anything, what about you?
1: Uh, I caught up on this season of The Simpsons I kind of let that go for a couple weeks uh, More than a couple weeks, several weeks Um, So I finally caught up on all that And I gotta say, you know, ever since Disney took over The Simpsons, in my opinion, has steadily been getting better Um, They're not quite where they were back in the golden age of the show But they're making an upward trend back towards that, in my opinion um, I'm starting to see a lot of stuff in the show now that like you know in terms of like the sense of humor and the setup and all, all that and the format of the show I'm starting to see traces of of you know the the older episodes in the in the new modern seasons post disney, which is nice um i think it's I think it's just because Disney just actually appreciates the Simpsons whereas Fox didn't i mean if anything fox outright like basically made it a vendetta for the longest time for the better part of twenty years to like they they wanted to get rid of the show. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean they and they stifled the show in terms of like censorship and, you know, stuff like that. Hardcore. Um, I mean I've I have every season uh that they've ever released on Blu-ray, I have and D V D they released uh like the first twenty seasons on D V D and I have all of them. And I've watched all episodes on them with commentary and just hearing about like just hearing the, the writers and Matt Groening and all of them just talk about like how Fox has fucked with them over the years. It's just like, if you guys hate the show so bad, give it to another fucking network. Like, mm-hmm. Talk about biting the hand that feeds you. I can only imagine how much money that Fox has made off The Simpsons over the years. But it seems like Disney appreciates the show a lot more and they appreciate having the brand under their umbrella, which... You know, I don't, I don't like that Disney owns like 75% of all media, but, you know, it's nice to have The Simpsons, which is my favorite show of all time, it's nice to have them in a place uh, where they're appreciated again. Um,
0: you know, I
1: guess it, it wouldn't have made sense,
0: it wouldn't make sense for them to own something popular and then not do anything with it. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, of course Disney is like, oh, well, people still like The Simpsons, so let's just actually give a shit about The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, like, it's just kind of weird how in a couple years it will have already been a decade since Disney bought Lucasfilm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did, I mean, I guess there were so many other factors, I guess, with either Steven Spielberg or writers or even Harrison for himself but it's like I just I can't help but get this sense that like Disney was not determined enough to make another Indiana Jones it was all about Star Wars Star Wars Star Wars and I do understand that ultimately overall like Star Wars you know is billions of dollars and it you know has made more than the Indiana Jones trilogy I guess now quadrilogy mm-hmm. but it's like I mean, you know, it, it got to a certain point where it's like, hey, Disney, like you know, when you bought Lucasfilm, you also got something else that was popular, right? Like you, you don't just own Star Wars now. Um, but I don't know.
1: I don't know but, I've, all, I've only ever seen the first Indiana Jones movie, so maybe I'm not the best person to comment on that, but I don't know. I just feel like I feel like there could be there could never be another Indiana Jones movie for the rest of time and people would not be too upset about it overall.
0: I mean, I guess like now, it is too late for them to introduce the concept of different actors, because that would have been like if they waited, you know, 40, 50 years after Goldfinger to make another James Bond movie. Um, you know, it's just like no, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. You can't really bring other actors into it. So I feel like the the window for that passed. But I don't know. I. I guess it's one of those things where I don't really know what I want anymore. <laughs> I just I just know that, like, I like the character. I love the first film, the third film, and I even like the fourth film. And um, I don't know. I mean, if they ever make another one, I'll show up. I'll be there. I'll buy a ticket. But whatever. Yeah.
1: Uh, but back to, you know, stuff I've been doing, watching. I've been meaning to I, – I still haven't watched any of season two of The Mandalorian – I've been meaning to. The only reason I didn't is because my ex and I were going to wait until the entire series was out there and then we were going to binge watch it and then we broke up and I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet, but I do plan to soon. Um, I mean, there's nothing really on Netflix that I feel like watching right now. I'm um, I i I'm definitely looking forward to... Um, the the Marvel shows coming up, especially What If. Like, I think that's gonna be fucking awesome. Um looking forward to WandaVision, that looks cool. Um, I finally got around to playing Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order on the PS4. Um It's not a bad game, but I didn't love it as much as I thought I was going to. Um it's a cool game, it's a good story, but it's it plays. It's basically a Star Wars version of a Dark Souls game, which is good and bad. Um, it makes it. It makes it too too niche in terms of you know people who will enjoy it. Um, there were just a lot of moments in the game where I just got really fucking frustrated for no reason. Um, and I caught up on a lot of comic books I've had sitting around. Um, I recently started reading uh, King and Black, which is the big Marvel. Crossover event going on right now where the king of the symbiotes is back and he's uh causing all kinds of shit and it's it's fucking awesome. Um, I love what they've done with the character of Venom and Marvel Comics. Like they've really managed to in the past couple years make him more of his own standalone character without diminishing the connection to Spider-Man, which is really awesome. Um, and I also just today finished reading. Uh, Batman Three Jokers, which, oof! I fucking highly recommend that, especially for the ending. Holy shit! Really? Yeah.
0: How is it? Just one graphic novel, one trade, or how is it?
1: I'm sure they'll put out like one single trade here in the near future, but it's it's three different uh, books. Okay. Um. I mean, do you want me to tell you the ending? Um. No. 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 I mean, do you own it? I have issues one and three I, I need to grab. I I've read two, but I don't own it. I need to grab it. Okay. But no, I, I can let you borrow it, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I'll look into it in the future.
1: But also I, I would, wouldn't want you to – is it somewhat new? Oh, yeah. Like the third issue just came out like a couple months ago.
0: Okay, yeah. Maybe don't spoil it just yet, you know, anyone listening in. Yeah. But um, it,
1: It's, it's a, basically a, a sequel to The Killing Joke, I'll tell you that much.
0: Oh, okay. No, that sounds pretty good, then. I mean, The Killing Joke is very revered. But, um, I mean, you brought up, uh, books. I, I still need to catch up on what I've, what I've owned for years. I mean, like, over the past, like, several years, I just, like, stocked up on a bunch of, uh, Superman books. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while I've read, like, you know, many of them, I, I still need to read a lot of them. And, um, and also even reread something. Like, I, I, I did, like, the first two books of Earth 1, mm-hmm. but then I never did the third book, so I may as well just, you know, start all over so it's all fresh. Um, I will say, though, I was at Barnes & Noble the other day. I was, It was just a zip trip. It was in and out. But mm-hmm. while I was walking out, I happened to notice that they had, like, a couple other uh, Superman books that I don't have yet. And I got to say... I love Superman, and, you know, I wish more people would give Superman books a chance. But I'll be the first to say there's too many Superman stories that just retell his origin. And there needs to be more Superman stories where it's just a standalone story, and it starts off with him being Superman. And it doesn't have to, like, remind you of, like, where he came from, you know, what he did. And it's just like... Just first page, he's already... And that's why I love All-Star Superman so much. Um, it's just, you know, from the beginning... I mean, it does, like, a quick, like, you know, flashback, I guess. But it's just, like, you no, know, ultimately, it's just he's been Superman for several years. He's established. Everybody knows him. Mm-hmm. Just go from there. Because, um, yeah, it's just, like, every time we turn around, we're being reintroduced to him. And, you know, and people people roll their eyes at, like, oh, you, you know... Man of Steel was a Superman reboot that had to retell his origin. Like Superman's origin wasn't on the big screen since 1978. Like we live in a world where we were reintroduced to Spider Man twice within a decade. Like yeah. I think we can calm down with that. But like if they were talking about the comics, I totally like can't fault them for that because it's just like there's secret origin, there's birthright, there's you know it's just a lot of stuff. Earth one, one, um, but. But yeah, and then you were bringing up uh, WandaVision and um, What If. I think those two shows are cool. I think, like, probably WandaVision just looks so weird. Like, it looks like a Twilight Zone episode almost. Like, I don't know where they're going to go with that. And um, I think What If is maybe the coolest idea of all the Marvel shows coming out because – just like an anthology of like you know well, obviously the title what if this happened what yeah. if that
1: happened I mean I love the I've always loved the what if comics so to see a show of it that's that's just cool
0: and um, I think like the Falcon and Winter Soldier show looks the most basic I'm sure it'll be good but it just doesn't seem like the most like different yeah um, and then I think the Loki show looks cool it just kind of looks like a more twisted. Doctor Who inspired show.
1: Yeah, um, I think that show's just going to be fucking wild.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, even Owen Wilson's there. Um, wow. And then we can't forget—at least I can't forget—this year, it's finally happening. After th- over three <laughs> years, they did it. We're going to get. They are going to release the Snyder cut. Um. And I'm very excited for that. I like Zack Snyder. I think Zack Snyder is cool. I know that's not a cool thing to say <laughs> on the internet with some people, but like even when his method and his theory, you know, isn't ultimately popular, I guess, with mainstream or casual people, I still respect. Um, I don't know, just him doing what he wanted to do. Um, now, what are, you, yeah. what are you
1: gonna? What would you do if the Snyder Cut ends up being worse? It 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 logistically cannot be worse. I mean, I mean, I've it, I still haven't seen the Justice League movie, so I can't it, s- confirm it, or deny that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The Justice League movie
0: is not a bad movie. Like I'm saying, I'm sorry. Like I know the Snyder stands will be like, well, this guy's dead to me already. <laughs> But and especially on Twitter, like those people they, they can get mean, but um and it's just also they, they just live in this bubble where it's like they're the right ones that are able to see the truth and everybody is blind to the fact that those movies were perfect masterpieces. Like those movies were flawed. I mean they had their they had their choices, you know, they, they are in it's still deserving of their own critiques. I still think I still think Batman vs. Superman is a very interesting movie and whatever, I, I'm not gonna get too stuck on that. but the Justice League movie, I, 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 there was a slash film article that summed it up best. It is still a enjoyable and entertaining film. We have just become too spoiled and entitled to in, to to, deserve, to enjoy it. Um, but I mean like it is it's just a two hour like open and shut fun movie. And I mean, they kind of leave, they kind of tease like a future um, with the sensibilities and the theatrical cut, um, and it ends with like you know, Superman and the Flash like betting on a race and them seeing who will win the race. Like if I win, this happens. If you win, this will happen. And then, like it's fun in a way, but like ultimately, you still have a very disjointed movie. And it's a movie that doesn't really know what it wants to be, because you still you can still see, like, a Zack Snyder skeleton in there, but it has, like, all this, like, chunky flesh of Joss Whedon. And it just ultimately, like, y- you can just tell it isn't pure. It isn't true to itself. So, for that reason, the Snyder Cut can't be worse, because you will at least get an experience that is still being pure and true to itself. Um... And also, like, people are arguing, like, it's not going to be that much different. Guys, it's twice the runtime. Like, <laughs> it has to be different. Like, it is going to be four hours long. You can't just add two hours to a movie and be like, eh, there wasn't that many differences. Like, I, Brad said that to me. It's like, <laughs> okay, dude, but is it really going to be that different? Brad, it's 120 minutes longer. What are you talking about?
1: Well, God love Brad, but he's not exactly known for, being, for noticing nuances. Um, oh shoot,
0: (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah,
1: so yeah, I mean, like I said, I still haven't seen the Justice League movie. Um, I'm just not that much of a DC fan, and just overall, the DC cinematic universe has not done it for me. I mean, I the more time it's gone on, the more I've grown to love Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel is, in my opinion, the best Superman movie ever. Um, and that's a hill i'll die on. um people very much look at the Richard Donner Christopher Reeve movies with heavily tinted rose-colored glasses. um and you know Batman versus Superman i have only seen it once in theaters. i thought it was okay. um i thought there was a lot that it did right. Uh, i think there's a lot of stuff that people give it shit for that were actually that was actually good, but then there was a lot of stuff that i just felt like that I didn't think was good at all. Um, I think also Batman versus Superman overall, basically, because Man of Steel has this whole idea of like, you know, because a lot of people criticize Man of Steel about like how Superman doesn't act like Superman. I'm like, well, that's the fucking point. He's, you know, only been doing it for a fucking day. Um, Yeah. But then, you know, I, I, Batman versus Superman didn't capitalize on that at all, and in some ways, even took several steps backwards, in my opinion. Um, and then Wonder Woman was good. I mean, if there was ever a movie they needed to get right, it was that one. Um, yeah, but even Wonder Woman is super formulaic. Um, I haven't seen Aquaman just because I saw the trailer and it straight up made me laugh at how fucking awful it looked. Um,
0: Aquaman, Aquaman's a fun time though. Like honestly. If you're willing to see Manos in the Hands of Fate a second time, you should be willing
1: to see <laughs> Aquaman a first time. The difference is Manos the Hands of Fate is, like, less than an hour long. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I just remember seeing... Uh, what's what's his name? Black Manta in Aquaman? The, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing the trailer and seeing Black Manta shoot those laser beams out of his eye, and I just immediately fucking laughed. In the <laughs> middle of the theater where that trailer was showing, because it looked like he looked like a fucking Scooby Doo villain. <laughs> um, yeah, it does. Um, and I just I think Aquaman's just a stupid fucking character to begin with. Um, I also look forward to the day when Marvel finally makes a Submariner movie and people go, oh look, Marvel's copying DC's Aquaman. And it's like, ah, fun fact, Submariner has been around longer. Um, I still haven't seen Shazam. I've been meaning to, I just haven't gotten around to it, but Shazam just looks like it's just a really fucking fun movie.
0: I and I don't want to oversell it to you because I have a history of overhyping movies to people. Mm-hmm. But I I love Shazam. Like Shazam, it's just a fun movie, like you just said it, but it's like of all the DC movies in the last like decade, Shazam has the most heart. Like it is a pure of heart, a heartwarming movie. Yeah. And it's just I don't know. And they had they had they got the perfect guy to play that character. Um, when it was just like, you know, Shazam is basically this kid who becomes a superhero, but he still has the mind and personality of a kid, like they cast the perfect dude for that and he nailed it. But no, I, I love I adore that movie. And, like I'm once again, I don't want to oversell it, but of all the DC movies, if you don't if you literally dislike Shazam I will legitimately be bummed out.
1: <laughs> uh, what's the name of the actor that got to play Shazam again?
0: It is um, Zachary Zachary Levi. Yeah, okay.
1: he was uh, he was in a few episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I binged watched this previous year. Um, it's on Amazon. I fucking love that show. Um, it's a fucking hilarious show you got Amazon I recommend watching that show it's there's like three seasons and the fourth one's on the way hopefully soon once you know this COVID stuff clears up yeah it's it's a fucking hilarious show um, I and also as you know because it's about a housewife from the late 50s to late 50s early 60s who starts a career in stand up um, and you know also as 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 a house as a fellow housewife from the late 50s who's pursuing a career in stand up you know I relate to the show a lot <laughs>
0: um yeah i i just love how uh, you know (laughs) how my first impression not even really an impression a first assumption i had was just so wrong because i needed to watch the trail and when i watched the trail i'm like okay no I, i i i see i see what you mean now when you first brought it up to me i i don't know why but i i had only seen like microseconds of it nanoseconds really and just like micro snippets but when you first said oh yeah i've been watching the marvelous mrs mazel and i really like it a lot i thought you were watching like a a a downton abbey type show (laughs) and i was just like what what are you like an 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 old british like divorced mother like no i'm a
1: housewife from the late 50s weren't you listening
0: yeah true but then i was just like i watched the trailer for it and i'm like oh okay like she's saying the F word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. She says it a lot. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just the, it's just a funny show. And again, like a, as someone who is also pursuing a career in stand up, it's, there's a lot of stuff in it that I, I relate to on a personal level. So it has that extra layer for me.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll check it out eventually. I, I'm sure it's
1: funny. It, it's great. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I've been doing lately. Um, I binge watched all three seasons of, uh, the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Oh, how were the, how was that? It's good. I like it. Like at at first I thought it was going to be kind of edgelordy because it's like, Oh, it's Sabrina, the teenage witch, but you know, there's Satan and all that. But like, no, it's, it's actually really good.
0: Um, it apparently takes is meant to take place in the same universe as Riverdale. Yeah. Um, have you watched any of Riverdale?
1: Uh, no, but I heard it gets really fucking shitty after the first season.
0: Yeah. Like the, in the, like the first season solid, like for what they're, and I mean, like you have to, once you accept the initial, like the immediate initial premise of the show where it's like, Oh, it's Archie and friends, Archie and Jughead, but it's like dramatic Mm. and serious. Like once you get over that premise, the first season's solid. like It's it's like, okay, all right, I, can, I dig it. I can dig it. And um, I didn't I didn't finish. I only got maybe like one-fourth of the way through the second season, but my wife kept watching it, and I think she watched the following few seasons after that. And she said, first of all, she said, the second season, it, it got to a point where they just should have ended it, but it just kept going. And it was like, why are you still going on? Mm-hmm. And then, um, as far as, like, not not as in, like, the show should have been canceled, but, like, the, the season should have wrapped up. Like, the arc was completed in a way, I guess she was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she said, like, the seasons after that, it becomes a ridiculous parody of itself to the point where it's like, this is hot garbage, but I can't look away <laughs> like, like a train wreck. Like... There's just apparently, like, there's a segment where they do a musical, like, you know, a musical within the universe rendition of Jailhouse Rock. And it's, like, peak cringe. Mm. And it's just, like, what are you doing? And there's, and I'm, like, what, the other stuff she told me escapes me. But she was describing some other plot points and character arcs and development, I guess you can call it, and I was just like, there is no way a room full of producers okayed that. Like, that sounds like the dumbest shit ever, <laughs> but yeah, now apparently Riverdale just gets really edgy and cringy.
1: Yeah, I was worried that Sabrina was going to be like that, but it's it's really good. I like it. Um, I I know Netflix announced recently the next season is going to be the last one, so I'm going to be interested to see that.
0: Yeah, but I I respect that. I respect that where it's like, no, like we we're ending it where we want to end it. Like we're not going to just keep going for the sake of going. Yeah. Um, Which you know that's like that's what um, Damon Lindelof did with HBO's Watchmen. He was like, no, like I, I only had one season in me, like in and out, open and shut, done.
1: And yeah, uh, I, I tried watching the HBO Watchmen. I got like two episodes in, and I just couldn't get into it. Oh, you didn't tell me that before. Oh uh, well, there you go. Oh, oh God! Dumb. I mean, I'm just, I'm just not into the Watchmen brand in general. I mean, I,
0: again, I don't want to oversell something, but I cannot stress to you enough that, like. I know, I know you can have your comebacks and rebuttals to this, but like by the third or fourth episode, you start to be like, oh, this is what it was doing, this is where it was going. Like, no, it 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 finally reaches a point where it gets so good. And you know, the the first episode is overhyped. Like people are calling it one of the best pilot episodes ever. <laughs> like, I mean it's not bad. It's not bad, like, but
1: it's not w- that level.
0: When I, when I saw the first two episodes, specifically the first – and, like, I'm, I'm agreeing with you this far. When I first saw the first two episodes, I'm like, where are they going with this? Like, where is this even going? Yeah. But, no, like, three? It's like, okay, all right. And then by four, like, by the fourth – I remember the fourth. Like, And it's nine episodes, and it's like, no, you are doing a disservice to yourself. You You are missing out. Because then five is even greater. And then it just, it keeps getting better and better. And, well, for the most part, it's getting better and better. I will say, personally, the sixth episode, the the black and white flashback episode, that is one of the best episodes I have ever seen of anything ever. Like, it's almost like a short film. And it's, it's amazing. I... You know, I I, I can't twist your arm, really, I guess. But, like, I I highly recommend that you give it another chance and pick it back up eventually, so.
1: Maybe I will one day. Um. Yeah. But,
0: uh... But, no, we were talking about, you know, Sabrina knowing when to end. Like, I respect that, you know? Don't drag it out.
1: Am I the Um, only one who doesn't fucking care about Stranger Things at all anymore? I... Like, I was just thinking about this before we did the show because I saw something about Stranger Things. I was just like, uh, it took me, like, I I didn't see the first season until, like, it had already been out for quite a while. And I watched it. I was like, damn, that was good. And then I saw season two and I was like, that was, you know, I liked season two more. And then I saw season three and I was like, it was good. But for some reason, I just, like, like, this show, I've seen three seasons of this show. And honestly, I still can't fucking tell you what the hell is going on in this show.
0: Um,. And first of all, one more thing, because I, I don't feel like coming back to it later. Um, they're, they're apparently coming out with, like, an edgy, like, Hardy Boys series. Um, <laughs> no, no, and no, it's not going to be the South Park.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm getting a clue. Oh, not the goddamn Hardling Boys.
0: okay <laughs> um, but yeah so it's like and there's a there's a Jimmy Fallon skit and first of all I don't, I don't think Jimmy Fallon is that hilarious but there's a Jimmy Fallon skit where it's like Charlie Brown peanuts but it's edgy mm-hmm. and it's just like okay this, this is a good but anyway um Stranger Things the first season is great i mean there's a reason why it became as popular as it did like it's yeah. in the age of like and and um i think Mr Plinkett or the red letter media, like the um, when he, that character that did the Star Wars prequels, he then reviewed the 2009 J.J. Abrams Star Trek, and he illustrated a really good point of how how difficult it is to be popular right now because you have so many things competing with each other. Like you have, you know, well before the pandemic, you had theatrical movies, you have streaming services, you have video games. Like video games are are the storytelling of video games right now are on a path to rivaling films, mm-hmm. um, what people feel. And I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt had a piece where he expressed that sentiment. But, you know, like, bravo to Stranger Things for becoming as big as it did because right now, like, it is hard to become that popular. Yeah. Like, you have, to, you have to scream at the top of your lungs until your lungs and throat burst to be heard right now. And, um, and, yeah, I mean, it it became popular for a reason. And um, as much as I love the first season – well, no, no, I love the first season. I was, I was accidentally going in a different direction with that. <laughs> I love the first season, and it got better. Like, the first – and I actually have a great story to tell about when my, my one buddy Michael – not Michael that was on the show, but another one um, when he watched the first season. But first season got better and better. The second season, I didn't – I mean, like, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't really give a damn until the final episode. And it's just like episodes two through – I mean, if there's ten episodes, it's like episodes like two through nine were filler. Like, you really – like, they introduced it, and then you just had to wait for the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my opinion, I don't know if I still prefer the first season the most – but I personally think the third season is the best sequel season. Like th- three is better than two, in my opinion, in my opinion. But um, no, a great story with my one buddy who's also named Mike. He wanted, he, everybody kept recommending to him two shows, um, which was Black Mirror. And obviously, you know what Black Mirror is, I believe.
1: I know of it. I've never watched it.
0: It's, it's, you know, but it's, like, basically a modern millennial, like, Twilight yeah, Zone, yeah. Like, you know, that deals with tech. But it's, the point is, it's an anthology series. Yeah. And everybody kept, um, everybody kept suggesting to him Black Mirror and Stranger Things. And it kept going back and forth. Black Mirror, Stranger Things, Stranger Things, Black Mirror. Eventually, he got the two mixed up. <laughs> and he started the first episode of Stranger Things thinking that it was the anthology. How, when the- Oh, okay. And he don't no, 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 but he's watching the whole first episode and it's like the last 10 minutes, the last 5 minutes and he's he's like looking at the clock being like how the hell are they going to wrap this thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is just it's, such, it's it's such a wholesome story like of being confused. I absolutely love it. Like it is it I love that story so much but it's just like and then the second episode starts and goes Oh, this is this is the arc. This is the story. And I didn't watch the anthology, but like I just I just love him like illustrating himself like, on at his watch being like,
1: How are they gonna solve this mystery in five minutes? Like, it was old man Jenkins. Yeah, but but no, I mean
0: what I will say about Stranger Things is like I was like, okay, you know, like from the first season, I'm like, please make a second one. Please make a sequel. Please make another one. And I was like, they at least got to make one follow-up to that. Like, it was so good. It was so good. I just don't want it to be a one-and-done, even though one-and-dones, like, are perhaps the smarter route. It's like, don't force it. Like, just, just accept that you made something that was good, and it ended. Mm-hmm. But I was like, make make one more. Please make another. And I was like, okay. Nah, they got to do a trilogy. They got to make it a, a trilogy at least. But I think at this point, like, they have to wrap it up. Like, there's... So, I'm sorry. Like, there's only so much shit that can happen to the same people from the same town <laughs> over and over again. Like, I'm sorry. And I understand, like, I just contradicted, you know, like... The Every entire,
1: TV show ever.
0: Yeah, and, like, cinematic universes and, like, you know, comic universes and whatever... But I think with Stranger Things, it's like, listen, they either close the gate to that alternate dimension and defeat the evil, or they fucking don't do it at all. Like, it's just like, they're taking up the whole decade of the 80s here. Like, like Bill Clinton's about to be erected. Uh, a, a rec- <laughs> 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 oh yeah, he is. <laughs> oh my God. Well, true, I'm not, wrong. I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. But anyway, Bill Clinton is about to be elected. And they still haven't solved any of the mysteries, really. Like, all they know is there's a mirror universe that's bad, and that's really all they're getting. And the Russians keep dicking around with it. Yeah. Um.
1: It's always the Russians.
0: But it's, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we believe it's the Russians in, like, entertainment, but then when you try to tell people, hey, they're, like, doing some dirty shit in real life, it's like, I, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> But um, I don't know why I turned every Republican senator into Brad. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, anyway, um, now it's just like, and I'm sorry, I don't want to see these kids when they're too old. Like they they have to they have to end it at just the right time, and maybe the right time has already passed. But they have to end it at the next right time.
1: I mean, the creators um, of the show said they plan on ending it after like four or five seasons. So
0: I. Honestly, I'm surprised they did a, they're did they doing a fourth because throughout three, I'm like, okay, they're really going to wrap this up this time. But it's like, okay, they can't just leave it like that. But I, I, I think doing a fifth one is a big mistake. Like, I think they're milking it now. I think they're dragging it out. They're milking it. They're stretching it. Like, whatever. It's just, I... And again, again, I don't want to... These kids are going to lose their charm. I'm sorry. There's no other way to say it. Like, Dustin's going to be a weird 21 year old. <laughs> I mean, I- I'm still taking bets on out of the four main boys in the first, in you know, throughout the series, the four. The, yeah, there's four of them, right? Or is there five? There's four. Am I? There's four. There's four. I'm trying to I'm trying to calculate like which which one you know since they, they're big Ghostbusters fans and they all dressed up as Ghostbusters for Halloween. I'm like, okay, there's four of them. One of them's going to grow up to be one of those fans that fucking hated women um, <laughs> and, and complained about the 2016 movie. I'm just trying to figure out if it's going to be Mike or Dustin. Like one of them's going to hate women. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm being honest. Like whatever.
1: <laughs> um, well, but... let's let's wrap up the show here with the you know what do you what do you plan on doing with the new year? A- anything on the horizon? Any goals?
0: Well, I definitely want to start really limiting my screen time, um, and I say that after I just bought blue light lenses, <laughs> um, which I, I don't know if they're placebo or not. Like, It's just apparently there really isn't any, any science to support them. There's no real research to say that they work or they don't work, um, but I've met several people and they they said they loved them. They said, you know, oh, I noticed a difference, so I'll take their word for it. You know, who am I to accuse them of being liars? Um, so it's just like whatever random anonymous article you can send me of like, no, maybe they don't work. It's like, honestly, I've, I've met like dozens of people, and they all said that they noticed a difference. Now, again, maybe that's the placebo effect, but whatever. But yeah, I mean, other than like the, the cliché, tried and failed not tried and true but tried and failed like oh i'm gonna eat better and exercise more like we all want to do that i feel like everybody wants to do that in the beginning of the year so time will tell i mean i'd like to flatten my stomach a little bit but yeah i'd like to limit my screen time (sighs) read more to my daughter um i mean it's not like i don't read it at all but you know definitely read more books
1: i don't know how you're reading to her when you don't know how to read
0: um, honestly, I just scream and <laughs> and and, and don't no. <laughs> maybe that's why she doesn't come around to me anymore. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Um, other than I, I'm sorry, I, and, and I guess this can for, foreshadow a future episode. I'm gonna be doing a lot of praying because I I really want life to start to go back to what our idea of normal was before, and I know that there's like this ideologically pure devil's advocate rebuttal on like normal before wasn't working. It's like okay, like I I want to be able to go out of my house without fucking killing someone yeah. indirectly because I breathed in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely gonna be doing a lot of hoping and praying. Um so yeah, what about you? Uh
1: well, you know, I, I got I made a list of my of things for myself, you know, stuff I wanna do, you know, in the coming year. Um you know, some stuff I wanna do, some stuff I wanna try, stuff I've been meaning to do for a while. Um, you know, I got a little bit of getting even to do. Um <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> first of all for everybody who doesn't understand that was like oj simpson's
1: first video when he joined twitter <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, i got a little bit of get deep to do <laughs> like he just then, snuck it in there so casually and just continued about with the rest of his sentence
0: <laughs> like, and then his new his new photo on twitter you can see in the background on the shelf in the cabinet that he has a MAGA hat, a Make America Great Again hat, and someone comments, all right, that's it, OJ's canceled. And this
1: guy goes, yeah, Yeah, because that's that's what crossed it for you. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, you know, this year I got a little bit of getting even to do. Um, (laughs) But I made a list of things for myself, you know, stuff I want to try to do. You know, like you mentioned, you know, the eating better, working out, trying to flatten the stomach a bit. I'm going to try to do that, get myself in better shape, you know, the past year or two, I've managed to shed a good bit of weight. So I'm hoping to keep that momentum up. Um,
0: it's going to be a long time before I feel comfortable stepping into a, a public gym though. Um, yeah. but I will say though, a few years when in 2017, when I got into the best shape I had ever been in, in my adult life, um, I, I, I lost all that weight without stepping foot into a gym once I just yeah, went I for just time. I don't like, I don't 12, really back, like, run.
1: I don't like gyms really in general anymore um, for multiple reasons but like you know luckily I, I got a dog who you know I walk twice a day so that definitely helps a rough house with them which helps plan on getting maybe a treadmill in one of my spare bedrooms up here so I'm sure that'll help um, so yeah that's um, good I like that. Some other stuff I'm hoping to do. I, I've always wanted to learn an instrument, so I'm debating between saxophone and drums. So going to lo- learn at least one of those this year or try to start learning one of those this year. Um, and then I just made a list of things I want to do to my house here. You know, I've lived in this house for, I've had this house for, you know, three years as of this past August. And I've spent the last two years in the mindset of, you know, well, I'm going to be moving away. I'm going to be moving out of this house, moving out of the area soon. So, why do anything to this house? And, you know, it's a shame because I got a nice house here, you know, not to pat myself on the back or toot my own horn, but I got a nice house here and it'd be a shame to not like use it to its full potential. So, you know, I figure might as well stay for a little bit and actually make this house feel like a home instead, you know, instead of doing like what I've been doing where I've just been in this mentality of not actually using my home's full potential because I think I'm going to leave soon.
0: No, I, 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 definitely think, I definitely think you're in a good place right now and you should, you should, you know, do more with it, but I, yeah. I still think you're in a good place. Like you, I wouldn't be in a hurry if I was you. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that though. Yeah.
1: I mean like I would still very much like to leave this area for, a laundry list of reasons at some point but you know it's when it happens It's it'll happen when it happens and it'll be on my terms I respect that but for the time being you know I got a nice house I'm in a nice neighborhood I got my dog who alternates between frustrating me and being the love of my life <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean alright Yeah, but he's he's a good boy for the most part but you know I got a good house I got a good dog. I'm in a good neighborhood, you know. I'm taking care of it with my job. I'm in a comfortable place, so I might as well take advantage of it. Yeah.
0: Oh, and another thing I would like to add. Um, I want to do more art. You know. Um, yes, I, I was cool. hoping to
1: get into that again because I used to draw like all the time, and then I just stopped several years ago. So I'd like to get back into that too.
0: I um, for everybody listening on Pukasasi, uh, my accounts. I just posted a homage to uh, Hot Rod. So I finally came out with another piece uh, since uh, September. I liked it. I like it. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I have fun with my style. So if you like it, awesome. And if you don't, uh, you, you don't have to look okay, at it.
1: Then you, you can go to hell.
0: <laughs> but, um, yeah, I definitely uh, – some have said that I take a very long time <laughs> – Doing certain pieces that I promise certain people. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 afraid you're all gonna have to start taking tickets, I guess. Um, hey, I mean, mean? It, took,
1: it took Da Vinci like what twelve years to do the Mona Lisa. Sure, and
0: you know, <laughs> I, I
1: I can't think of a good comeback for that,
0: so I'm just gonna leave <laughs> it alone. But um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely want to do more art, but for now, I. I just posted a uh, my ode to hot rod. Um, I don't know any other any other quick closing sentiments or thoughts you wanna you wanna start with Donnie?
1: Well, since you mentioned art, you know we we kind of been we had this idea for a future episode talking about it. Uh, I think it'll be really fun. You know, it'll probably end up being like our first like post COVID episode where we're able to safely be in the same room we going to do an episode where we uh, follow a Bob Ross video or try to follow a Bob Ross video. Um, mm-hmm. There, I think there's like a million different ways that could end up being funny, but I'm looking forward to that episode. It's just such a wholesome episode idea.
0: I um, I can't really think of like what excuse we can have for her happening to be there, but I just randomly want my mom to be there. I don't know why. <laughs> Well, other than the fact that I want to be around my mom, but it's yeah. just like, yeah, I, I kind of want my mom to be there for that for some reason.
1: I mean, if your mom's going to be there, I'm going to bring her like a bottle of wine for her to have for herself, because that can only make things better.
0: Uh, she doesn't really drink, but she'll appreciate the sentiment.
1: <laughs> uh, well, when she gets a look at our art, she'll start drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but other than that, I mean, I I don't have anything else to add unless you do. Um,
0: I mean, not to, (sighs) well, I'm just going to go for it. Um, I just want to take this moment to, are you
1: about to propose to me?
0: No, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, I only do that once. Um, (laughs) but, um, recently I lost a, a friend of mine. um, he was a. Uh, I mean, ultimately, we were coworkers because let's be honest. And when I was at the movie theater, I, I didn't have that much political power, <laughs> but um, I had the responsibility. But you no, know. um, but no, he was a uh, employee at the movie theater. Um, I met him. Uh, four four years ago this this spring, and um, he, sadly, um had to endure uh, a brain tumor and he um, then uh, got COVID and he uh, he passed away but he was with his family and they got to say goodbye to him and um, I participated in a video montage of other people you know um, it, it wasn't meant to be a goodbye at the time but it it felt as though I was saying goodbye. I I guess I just knew it was coming for, for a while, but, uh, yeah, just, just to rest in peace to, to Austin. Um, and, uh, I, I hope you are in a, a better place right now. So, yeah. So that's all I have to say for tonight.
1: All right. Well, you know, I really enjoyed sitting down and just, just, you know, shooting the shit with you, just riffing, going off the cuff. Um, it's fun to just sit down and just, you know, vent and reflect and just be like, what have you been up to lately, you know?
0: No, I I, I, I would dare say we deserve one of these every every several episodes.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was it was nice to just look back on, you know, the past year, even though it was a bit of a dumpster fire. But we still managed to get some good stuff out of it. Um, and, you know, just here's hoping that the next year is just going to be a vast improvement. Amen. So on that note, I hope you guys had a good night. I hope you guys had as much fun as we did. I hope you guys missed us as much as we missed you because it was a lot. <laughs> but uh, we'll definitely be back. We're going to try to do the episode every Sunday nights, every Sunday night at 9 p.m. now. Try to keep on a routine uh, airing schedule. So on that note... I'm Don John. You can follow me on Twitter at Don John Laughs. Be sure to follow the Fat Minute on Twitter at Fat Minute Radio if you don't already. Um, If you missed this episode, it'll be up on pretty much every streaming service, hopefully tomorrow. Um, Be sure to follow Blake at Puka Saucy on Twitter. He's going to have some more art coming out soon, I promise. Um, On that note, you guys have a good night. Be safe.
0: Good night. Geico presents Daily Affirmations.
2: Repeat after me. We are filled with an abundance of joy. We are filled with an abundance of joy. Also an abundance of questions. Good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service to help answer questions and resolve claims quickly. Uh, good thing Geico has 24-7 claim service. We are also filled with an abundance of biscuits. We are also filled with, uh, I don't think it works this way. Oh, oh, and jam. Don't forget jam. To manifest more Geico in your life, go to geico.com.